God has been dealing with me this morning, well, actually last night, I don't even know how long I slept. And we're still in the series of rest, and we're going to talk about the power of the cross. But I just need you all to know that he died so that he could use you in any capacity he needed to use you in. I know a lot of times people look at preachers and pastors and we got everything together and and that's why God is calling, called us to serve. But truth be told, most of the time we far more broken than you are. And I just, this morning I was just like, man, God, what you using me for? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I sit here and, and then you second guess yourself because in a pandemic you you second guessing yourself on so many different things you're doing. You're like, I'm having funerals, but I'm not doing worship. Still risking life, if indeed we are. But then again, you say we cover by the blood of Jesus. So we're able to tread on serpents. But then he says, don't tempt God. Because the devil told Jesus to throw himself off the mountain. He said, I ain't going to do that. He said, tempt not the Lord. He could have flew if he wanted to. But, 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 but he didn't jump because he didn't want to tempt God. And so I don't do worship because I don't want to tempt God. Get, I bury people. I'm saying, I'm saying, I mean, I'm just, right now I'm just having a struggle with y'all out loud because I ain't finished it yet. And y'all ain't going to get no real sermon if it's in my mind. And I'm like, I bury these people. I bury I'm not saying it's wrong with Barry because we're supposed to. That's supposed to do that. But I'm like, okay, we had people in here and at one time, not this last time, and we had people packed in here who didn't even go to the church. I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm struggling right now the why, why God chose me. And I just want to let y'all know I'm leading you the best I can. I'm trying. I hope I'm covering you. I hope that I'm covering you the way I'm supposed to cover you. I hope I'm making the right decision I'm supposed to make. But truth be told, I don't know. I'm just going to keep it 100. I don't know. Sometimes I make a decision. I think it's right. Then I think it's wrong. Then I don't know. Then you start looking at the sinfulness in your life. Like, well, if I didn't do that sin, maybe I would have heard him better. But this is to everyone right now in the midst of the pandemic. I know you're second guessing yourself. Should you start that business? I'm always default to yes. <laughs> Because the weather the wicked, the wicked is later for the righteous. Should you do certain things? I don't. Get with God and be in your most vulnerable position. Thank y'all for singing longer. Thank you, uh, media team. Thank you, um, everybody upstairs, and for switching at the last moment. Uh, I, I do appreciate that because I, I had to have that moment with God, and 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 I just I just need y'all to know I love y'all, and I make mistakes. I'm trying to lead y'all the best I can in the midst of the pandemic. I pray for you. I cover you. I feel the pressure of passing you more so than people. Would, when people would give me hell, I mean, when people would give me hell, that was easy. You know, I'm like EPMD. You smack me, I smack you back. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 that, that, was, that was easy to deal with riffraff, easy to deal with people attacking me because I'm, I don't, if, unless you're in my sacred place, you can't hurt my feelings. But the past year in the midst of a pandemic has been very difficult for me. I've been stressed. So I just need you all to do this for me. I just need y'all to be praying for me. Not, don't, even, don't even pray for me for me. I pray for me for me. Well, you can pray for me for me if you want to. But just pray that God continue to give me wisdom to lead you. You feel me? 
because I want to be an example to show you what you need to do and show you where you need to go. Members have been buying houses in the midst of a pandemic, been doing different things. And I feel like I'm leading you right in that way. But am I leading you right? Should I have had worship open? I don't know. Should we continue to do the drive-in? I don't know. I'll let y'all know what we're going to do. I know we said we're going to open up church um, this coming up week and make sure we give you some present. We're going to give you some present because we love you because this is the, 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 the month of love and Black History Month. Well, we can't have our own month. But anyway, there's always something in it, ain't it? Short month. And then it's a love month. And the, anyway, man, it's, it's my, I'm, I'm, right now I'm just trying to get myself ready to preach. I just, I just I appreciate y'all. But I just need y'all to know I love you all. And any mistakes I made, I repent. But this is the safety in this with you. No matter how much I mess up, if y'all submitted and follow me, y'all don't get punished. <laughs> That's the rest in you. See, James says it's a, it's a hotter place in hell for me if I lead you wrong. And Lord, I be hot when it's in 66 degrees in here. <laughs> and I'm hot. I'm looking at the air to make sure it's on. <laughs> so I definitely don't want to go to hell. So I'm going to lead you the best I can. I'm going to pray. Thank y'all so much for having the spirit. I was so mad I ain't have my saxophone. That's about the only song I do pray for y'all, total praise. I started to bring it in. I started crying then. I was, like, I was disobedient about that too. This is what I need y'all to do in 2021. Hey, go ahead and put that thing. Oh, look at y'all already. Hey, put, put the um, other one up. Great expectations for me. Uh, it's, thank y'all. y'all. Look at y'all fading in. Y'all, look at them jokers. Look at them. You saw how they did that? <laughs> Ephesians 3.20. God will do exceedingly abundantly above whatever you can ask, think, or imagine according to the power that works in you. God is going to do exceeding in your life in 2021. I need you to have great expectations in your life, great expectations in your business, great expectations in your family, great expectations on your job, great expectations for your parents, great expectations for your children. I need you to have great expectations. And that's exactly where we're going to go this year. I don't care how much wrong is going on. I don't care how much the pandemic, I don't even, I, I want it to be over, but even if it continues to last, last throughout 2021, I promise you, if you're covered by me, I can guarantee you that, if you're covered by me, even in my brokenness, even in my frailty, even in my sinfulness, if you're covered by me, I promise you, you will have great expectations if you listen to what God is doing. That's crazy bold because I definitely was up there like, am I even called to preach? <laughs> I wasn't going to even come preach. I was about to send you down here. I was like, man, I ain't preaching no more. I'm about to throw in the towel. I'm for real, man. Just had a moment because when you start looking at how messed up you are and how frail you are and how sinful you are and God still uses you, but that's the power of the cross. Oh, man. See, that's the whole power of the cross. We've been talking about this for, for three weeks, four weeks. That's the power of the cross. The cross is because you're covered by the blood and God only sees the blood of Jesus. He doesn't see your mess. He doesn't see your sin. He doesn't see your shortcomings. He doesn't see your infirmities. He doesn't see your failures. He doesn't see your mess ups. He don't see your bad credit. He don't see your lies. He don't see your hate. He sees the blood of Jesus. And because you're covered with the blood of Jesus, you can do great things. 
You can do exceedingly, abundantly above whatever you can ask, think, or imagine according to the power. Can, can, can you listen to that right quick? I know I ain't nowhere near my sermon I was supposed to preach this morning. I don't care. I'm tired. Look, look. He would do exceedingly, abundantly, above whatever you can ask, think, or imagine. Can, can y'all don't hear me? He can do greater than what you can imagine. If you can imagine it, God will do it for you. And then he said, I'll do it further than that. Great expectations. Great expectations. Put great expectations over there. They need to get that visual. New Beach Grove, we, we know we're at New Beach Grove. We know exactly where we are. Great expectations. What do you expect God to do in your life? And if you don't know what I'm asking, you're supposed to know. See, the whole problem with this is, I don't, I, I'm just going to talk today. The whole problem with, with, with us is we don't know what we want. Jesus asked the blind people, what do you want? He didn't heal them until they said what they wanted. You got to be able to articulate to God what you want. And then you got to be able to imagine something you want. Stop thinking small. Oh my God, God is an exceeding God. He does abundantly above whatever you can ask, think, or imagine. He is not a small God. You know why you keep missing what God wants for your life? is because you keep shooting too low. Your aim is too low. Aim high and not low. Now, if it's too bright, I understand. But if it's not too bright, just leave it there for a minute. But if it's too bright, I do understand how y'all do technical stuff. But I'm believing God for God to take you from one level of glory to the next. I'm believing the praise team. See, I believe that COVID-19 is causing us to have a better relationship with God. Because you can't go to your neighbor's house all the time. And if you sneeze too loud, nobody want to be around you. If you cough too much, people think you got COVID-19. And right now, this is a time where we're able to get in the midst of the presence of God. And just fellowship with him. And just let him love on us. I, I, I know some of y'all are probably bored right now, but I, I, I just got to tell you this. God wants to bless you. He wants to take you to a whole nother level in life. But you got to be willing to submit to him. And you got to be willing to fellowship with him. And you got to be willing not to allow God, not to, 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 to put God in a box. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes we put God in a box and we think he can only do this, but he said he can do what? Exceedingly. See, God is an exceeding God. God is not a small God. If you have a dream that you can do by yourself, this is your clue. It's too small. If your dream does not scare you, if your dream does not cause you to wake up in the middle of the night, if your dream don't cause you to feel like you ain't worthy... <laughs> If your dream sometimes have you scared to walk out the house, that's God. Yeah, your, your dream, what God has put in you is bigger than you can do by yourself. 
You keep aiming for stuff that you can do on your own because you don't want to feel like a failure. But let me tell you right now, if you're doing it on your own, I'm going to tell you right now, you're a failure because you're not thinking big enough. God gives you something exceedingly, abundantly above whatever you can ask. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go here. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to talk about the vision right quick. I, I'm going to preach at 11 o'clock. I'm going to talk to you at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock, y'all can come back at 11 o'clock and get a free CD or DVD. But I want to talk to you right now. He said, I can do exceedingly abundantly. Hey, do me a favor. Put Ephesians 3.20 up there for me. He can do exceedingly abundantly above whatever you can ask to go imagine according to the power that works in you. Right? He can do bigger than that. Bigger than you can imagine. Look at this. Thank you so much. Look, now unto him who that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask, think according to the power that works in us. I guess it's King James. The other version says it works in us, and it can do even more than you can imagine. So whatever you can do, what God wants to do, more. He wants to give you more. Why do you keep settling for less? Why do you keep settling for beneath what God wants you to have? God wants to give you life and give it to you what? More abundantly. God did not come down on the cross so you could be broke. God did not come die on the cross and be stretched wide and have every joint in his body dislocated for you, for you to be broke. He said, I became poor so that you could become rich. I just want to talk to you for a minute. And I've realized what I'm, I'm trying to talk to some millionaires. Not millionaires, that's millionaires now, millionaires to be. All right, I'm talking to some millionaires. All right, I'm talking to y'all. I'm talking to you about something right now because I'm tired of broke Christians. I'm not tired of broke Christians. I said that wrong. I'm tired of Christians being broke. That sounds better. Yeah, because it sounds like I'm just tired of broke people. <laughs> I'm not tired of broke people. I'm tired of my people being broke. That, that sounds better. You got that one on tape there. You got that one. All right. Don't, don't, don't put the other one out there. We are a mighty people called of God. I know I, 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 I know I need to preach. I'm a, I, I, no, you know what? I'm struggling because when God do something, it's, it's my flesh fighting. See, y'all, do y'all feel the struggle? My flesh keep trying to go, hmm, because I got a little hooping sermon here. That's why I got this microphone, because I ain't even have my headphone, because I already preached today. So when I get the handheld, you already know I'm ready. But what I need you to know is this. God wants you to be abundantly blessed. Why does he want you to be abundantly blessed? Because he want to make you a blessing. See, some of you all are satisfied with being blessed, and that ain't what God want to do. See, if you bless, you can take care of your bills. If you bless, you can take care of your family. But if he makes you a blessing, you have an overflow. Come on, somebody. God doesn't want to bless Newbies Grove. He wants to make us a blessing. Oh, see, that's why we can take care of the homeless because he's given us overflow. I put, I, one little video I did, I want to thank you all so much. People were bringing checks for $1,000 and $500, and, and they on my desk, trustee. Don't think I stole them. They on my desk. They'd be like, I ain't seen no check. I, Donna gave it to me. On, <laughs> Donna gave it to me on, at the funeral front Saturday. 
so they up, they up there. But what I'm saying is God wants to give us an overflow. And do you see how your church does? And not, not even, even those who look, do you see how your church gives an overflow? Your church, your church pays for the internet to make sure the kids are here. Your church paid for the food until somebody else could pay for the food. Come on, somebody. Your, your church paid for, for, for to make sure uh, we had the cleaning products for, for Port Lincoln until the city stepped up. Because why? Because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be trailblazers. And, and, and when you begin to give, God has to give more to you because he can trust you to be a steward. See, the problem with you all, you think the money is for you. Ooh, ooh, Deacon Spells, I know you already told them. See, some of you all think the money is for you. You are a steward. You don't own anything. God owns your car. God owns your house. God owns your body. God owns your business. God owns everything you have. And the problem with church folk is we think we're supposed to only give him 10%. That's why it's hard to give it to him because you think that's all he owns. No, he's the one that gave you the power to obtain wealth. He's the one who started a good work in you and shall finish it. He's the author and finisher of your faith. He's the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the one who causes you to be able to obtain wealth. He's the one that gives you a good measure of blessing pressed down, shaking together and running over. He's the one that blesses you in the valley and blesses you in the field. He's the one that gave you you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You shall fear no evil because his rod and his staff covers you. You are the one he leads beside the still waters. He's the one who does it for you, not you yourself. He owns you. You were bought with a price. Jesus walked in the way of Via Della Rosa, the way of suffering for you and they put nails in his hands. Basically, put nails in his wrist. We say his hands because that was old school preachers say, but if they put it in your hands, it would have split your hands open. What they did was they put the nail right between your wrist where the bones are so to make sure that you can stick on the cross. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. And, and, and what happened is you be on the cross, and, and but you know, your, 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 first, your, your first instinct is to survive even if it hurt. And what they do is they would nail you to the cross and then... They cross your legs. Come on, somebody. And put one nail through both of your shins. Boom, boom. Through your shin, through your calves, through the other shin, through your calf, and nail to the cross. And what would happen is you, it was designed to keep you like this so, so you would be suffocating. You would be suffocating on yourself. So you'd have to do what? Push up to breathe. Push up to breathe. So if you don't push up, you're going to suffocate. But when you push up, it's excruciating pain. That's what your Savior went through for you. See, see, you, you want to get the COVID uh, vaccination. Uh, you want to get the flu shot. You want to get all this stuff. What? A part of the disease is in the shot. And so if they give you the wrong strand, you get sicker than what you would have got because, they, they, like I said, if you get bit by a rattlesnake, there's two sisters to talk about these vaccines because I don't know who got it, who didn't. So, so if you get bit by a rattlesnake, remember we said if you, if you got bit by a rattlesnake and you say it's a copperhead, you're going to die because part of the antidote is in the bacteria or the, the, the venom itself. Oh, y'all don't understand what I'm saying. Jesus became the inoculation for you. 
Oh, y'all don't understand. He became every detestable thing that you would ever do. He became sin for you. It wasn't the nails that Jesus feared the most. It wasn't the crown of thorns that he feared the most. Although it cracked his cranium and he could hardly see. It wasn't the being beaten and his entrance were hanging out. That's not what Jesus feared the most. It was being separated from God. Becoming sin. Becoming your freakiness and my freakiness. Your lies and my lies. Your hate and my hate. He became every detestable thing that you would ever do. He died on the cross for you. He became the inoculation for you. He became the antidote. Again, I know I didn't talk this so many times lately, but I need you to understand that's why you don't have to go to Leviticus and go get two turtle doves if you do this and a bullock if you do that. Jesus did it all for you. He became every detestable thing. That's why the book of uh, Colossians says he's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Everything about God is in Jesus. The power of the cross. You can go ahead and put the other thing up there. The power of the cross. The cross is the powerful thing because he who's nailed to a tree becomes a curse. Jesus became a curse for you. And the reason why the veil was, was broke from the top to the bottom was to show that he wanted to have a relationship with you. But it's amazing how when I began to look at it and exegete the text, not only did he split it from the top to the bottom, the bottom to show you that he wanted to have a relationship with you, he was showing you that the law fell into grace. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. See, the law fell into grace because now that the veil was there, what separated God from us was the law. The law is holy, but it can't make us holy because we can't keep every letter of the law. Jesus said, if you miss one letter of the law, then you miss the whole thing. So when the veil was split from the top to the bottom, not only was it showing that God wanted to have a relationship with you, he was showing you that the law has now been swallowed up by grace. He still he don't want you to live a holy life, but he know you can't be perfect. Whoo, I feel you, Jesus. That was for me. Now, he know you're not going to be sinless, but you should sin less. Yeah. You'll never be sinless, but you do need to sin less. All right? If you ain't sinning less, keep on praying. But you'll never be sinless. That's why James says, James says, try to be perfect, although you will never be perfect. Jesus, when he died on the cross, the earth quaked because the earth was used to bullocks <laughs> and, and sheep being crucified, but they didn't understand Jesus. It was already shocking that Jesus walked down uh, uh, 42 burning generations, reduced himself down to his least common denominator to make sure that when he stepped in Mary's womb, it wouldn't bust a wide open, came out, Emmanuel, God is with us. If that was enough to leave, to leave the 24 elders shocked and the angels aghast, this God went to the cross. But the reason why he went to the cross was to protect you from the legalism of the devil. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. See, the wages of sin is death. Remember, we already talked about if Jesus would have never, Jesus would have, wouldn't have gone to the cross, he never would have died. 
Because the wages of sin is what? Death. The Garden of Eden means what? To be in the presence of God. And when Adam and Eve sinned, they were put outside of the garden, outside of the presence of God. And when you're outside of the presence of God because of sin, then death comes in. Because if you're in the midst of the presence of God in his fullness, you shall never die. You shall have everlasting life because God is life. But because we fail, we fell into sin. But Jesus, the law was broken on Jesus because the devil fell for the trick. And the devil rose up in Peter and said, don't go to the cross. And Jesus said, get you behind me, Satan. Can I talk to you for a minute? See, see Peter was Jesus' boy. But, but Jesus still told Peter, get you behind me, Satan, because Peter was trying to call him something beneath his call. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. That's why you got to have great expectations. If somebody is calling you something beneath what you are called to be, I don't care if that's your boy. I don't care if that's your girl. You tell to get you behind me, Satan. I don't care how messed up your life is. If God said you was going to be something, don't you let anybody else talk you to being something beneath what God has called you to be. Get you behind me, Satan, because he understood that was his destiny. Do you know your destiny going to hurt you sometimes? Do you know your destiny going to stab you in the back sometimes? Too much is given, much is required. You shall receive a hundredfold in this lifetime with what? Persecutions. He prepares a place for you in the presence of what? Your mama? Present what? Your daddy? President, what? Oh, oh, your enemies, your haters, your naysayers, the folk that said you weren't going to never do it. See, that's why I don't care that I'm petty because I serve a petty God. <laughs> God is petty just like me. Or I'm petty just like God. Now, why God didn't just prepare a table for me in the front of my boy Dre? He happy for me. Stephon, all of them happy for me. Why can't you give me a place to run in? Why you got to take me in front of my enemies? <laughs> Next person call me petty, I'm going to say, just like God. <laughs> you petty, just like my Savior. He prepares a place for me in the presence of my enemies. Not in front of my mama. Not my dad in front of my enemies. Can I, can I just be real? I know I ain't supposed to do this because I ain't done it in a long time, but can I, can I? Sometimes I go places. Uh, I'm going to leave that alone. I, sometimes people... You, you know, I go to places, sometimes at church, sometimes events at church, and you know how people just want to shake people's hand around you just to make sure you know that they don't want to shake your hand? And yesterday I was going to say something to somebody, and they turned around, and you know, I guess they thought it hurt my feelings. And I'm like, he done prepared to place me in the presence of my enemies. Oh, if I had a bib, if I had a fork and a knife, I would have just sat right there and See, 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 you think that God don't like you when your enemies attack you. You don't understand that God is preparing your table. 
Oh, come on, somebody. If you don't have no enemies, that's your clue. You ain't going to be blessed. Now, you don't have to look for them. But if you have some enemies around you, See, this is when I get happened. When people start attacking me out of nowhere and start talking about me and lies start floating around about me, you know I get so very happy because I know a blessing coming. All of a sudden, checks start coming out of nowhere. I call my friend, Luke, I just got a check from so-and-so. Rain just sent me a check. So-and-so just sent me a check. I don't know why I got a check, but it's because my haters started coming out. And so God said, I got to prepare a place for you because I want to make sure that your enemies know who I am. Do you understand? God chastised who he loves, but he only can chastise your enemies when they touch you. See, don't get upset because your enemy at your job is touching you because God don't have a reason to touch them unless they touch you. Because they don't know who they, they don't know who he is. And so when they begin to try to set traps for you and you begin to use them as stepping stools, can I tell you something that really made me understand blessings? Uh, I, I told this story before, and I'm just talking. I'm, I hope you're getting something out of it. If not, I am. So as long as I'm getting something out of it, we're going to be all right. <laughs> you're you getting my overflow today because God talking to me right now. He's trying to make sure I'm comfortable with being a pastor, make sure I'm comfortable with being a preacher, make sure I know that I'm not worthy, but because I'm covered by the blood, that's what he called me to do. See, so, so he's he dealing with me right now. And, 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 and so what was I talking about? Anybody know? The blood. I did that. I don't know what I was talking about. Huh? Yeah, I'm dealing with you. I'm dealing with me. Oh, 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 okay. So, 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 the, so he sees the blood. He don't see anything else. And that's what you need to understand when you go to your job interview, even when you're not qualified. If God told you to interview, they see the blood of Jesus. Even if they don't know who Jesus is, it's an anointing of favor that's on your life. See, see, you know what's wrong with some Christians? I, I, you keep going for stuff so low because you feel like you're not worthy. And can I tell you a secret? You're not. <laughs> you ain't worthy, girl. You ain't worthy, dude. None of us are worthy. I'm not worthy. But I have the unmerited favor of God. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. Jesus died and became my sin so God could see the blood of Jesus and not me and give me unmerited favor. And, and, and God covered the legalistic. Y'all thought I lost my place. Because the thing about it was, when Jesus was going to the cross, after he went to the cross and walked the way of Bel de la Rosa and they put nails in the hand and remember you were suffocating. People could barely talk when they'd be on the cross. But because Jesus was strong as he was, and he said, don't get it twisted. No man take my life. He said, with a loud voice, it's finished. The earth went black. The moon turned to blood. The sun went black on me. The earth quaked. Dead bodies began to come out of tombs because the way that God shook up the world because now the spiritual had just infiltrated the natural. And now the thing about it was the Romans thought it was an execution and so did the Israelites. But when Pontius Pilate wiped his hands of it, 
Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. When Pontius Pilate wiped his hand up, it moved from being an execution to a crucifixion because nobody can offer up a lamb but a priest. And so when the high priest gave his assent, it moved from an execution to a crucifixion. And so God used Satan to put the ultimate sacrifice on the cross, which was Jesus. The perfect sacrificial lamb with no blemishes could cover everything. He could be the turtle dove. He could be the bullock. He could be the lamb. He could be the sheep. He could be the bull. He could be whatever it is he needed to be. He is whatever I need him to be. He's my inoculation. He's my healer. And I know I told you this before. He is my feast of weeks. He is my sacrificial lamb. He is my feast of tabernacles. He is my feast of Sukkot. He is my feast of Passover. He is my sacrificial lamb. He is whatever I need him to be. You better tell your haters to step back because you inoculated and can't nothing touch you. And it don't mean you have to walk on real serpent. What he's saying is you can walk around serpent people who mean you wrong and still be all right. Do you know how many people on your job been trying to ruin you, but you don't even see it because God has hid you in the secret place. And sometimes God don't even let you see your enemies because it'll overwhelm you. I got overwhelmed last night. I came in contact with all, with a whole bunch of enemies that I hadn't seen in a long time. <laughs> and it overwhelmed me. How in the world did God bring me out of that? How in the world did God use me, not even knowing where I am, not even knowing how to pass it? I never passed it before. Daddy had not passed it before. Nobody to call on. How in the world did God navigate me through this? It's because I look toward the hills on which cometh my help, and he has to take care of me because he covered me with the blood, and that's what he called me to do. Can I talk to y'all? I know I'm having a, 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 a um, what you call it? I'm almost having a soliloquy right now. I feel like Hamlet, but I hope you're getting something out of it because God is using my brokenness to help you. You better tell every warlock, tell every hex, tell every witch doctor, tell every naysayer, tell every hater, tell every liar, Tell every racial person, tell every setback, tell every failure that I'm covered with the blood of Jesus. And I know I'm messed up. I know I'm flawed. But because I believe in the power of the cross, I'm healed and delivered. A lot of times we don't talk about the cross because we don't want to offend people. We don't talk about the power of the cross because we want to talk about everything else. But I need you to understand when Jesus walked up the way of suffering and they put nails in his hand, when he went through all of that pain and torment, he became every detestable thing that you'd ever do. He became what everything you would do, everything that you've done so that you wouldn't have to go to hell for it. He went to hell for you and me. I know some of you all don't understand this because you're non-believers. And sometimes you listen because you see me in the community. And that's why God has me being with the NAACP. 
That's why God has me with doing the In Touch and Maxwell Realty. That's why God has me in, 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 in the planning commission and the board review and, and, and working for the commissioners and stuff like that so you can see me somewhere else and try to figure out who I am. It says people are saved by the foolishness of preaching. It doesn't sound right for me to get up here and say, and he died on Friday, and he stayed in the grave all day Friday, all day Saturday. But early, early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. Oh, and when he got up, he gave that power to me. It's foolish, but it saves. It's foolish, but it empowers. It's foolish, but it has all the victory. Do you want this victory I'm talking about? Do you want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ? So you can walk in the power that I'm talking about. Do you want to walk in victory knowing you're going to win every night? You know? See, you know, being a Christian is like wrestling. It's fixed. Vince McMahon already know who's going to win. I know wrestling people around the world going crazy. No! It's fixed. It's a show. And sometimes... God allows the devil to put on a show with you so it'll look like to the untrained non-Christian eye that you're going to lose but you're going to win because you're covered with the blood of Jesus every demonic plan of the enemy that comes against you you shall win because the fight is fixed and God has great expectations for you. He did not put you in the battle to lose. He did not put you in the battle to punish you. He allowed you to go into the battle so you could bring glory to his name. Because just like Jesus stayed on the cross from the sixth to the ninth hour, if you read the text I was going to read, it said he stayed on the cross from the 6th to the ninth hour. He's showing you that was an appointed time for him to go into suffering. But the same way you have an appointed time to go into suffering, you have an appointed time to get out. I know you've been going through cancer in the 6th hour. But wait till the ninth hour. I know your business is struggling in the 6th hour. But if you can just hold on to the ninth hour. I know your child is acting a fool in the sixth hour, but if you can just hold on three more hours. I know you're going through. I know the coronavirus is still getting on your nerves right now, but we might be in the sixth hour, maybe the seventh hour, but I do know there's an appointed time for us to come out. God does not let you go into anything that he's not already set an appointed time for you to be delivered from. Hang in there into the ninth hour. Hang in there and understand the cross has already given you the victory. Is there one that wants to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? 
is there one is there one that wants to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior is there one that needs a church home you can toot your horn put your flashes on and inbox us is there one hallelujah is there one that just needs prayer you may come put your flashes on and toot your horn Jesus or inbox us we gonna call Reverend Walden up here he's gonna lead you in communion thank you all so much Hopefully you got something out of this word. I do hope so. I do apologize, but come on, real. At this moment in time, our deacons should be coming around with our Holy Communion. If you have not received it, coming in beautiful thing about Holy Communion is that this is our opportunity and our time where we are able to commune with God as what is recorded in scripture in that upper room experience however Paul warns us and shares with us that we ought not eat of this unworthily or we will be eating and drinking damnation unto our soul so let's pray real quick and then we'll Go into communion and then we will be finished with our service. Let's pray together. Our Father and our God, God, we thank you and we praise you for this opportunity and this time, God, to come to you. God, as we come to you, I pray, God, right now in the name of Jesus that you would cleanse our mind, cleanse our heart, and cleanse our spirit. That, God, as we partake in something that makes us more like you, God, we do not cause for it to be damaged because we are full of ourselves. So God, right now, in the name of Jesus, help us to forgive those who we are struggling with, those that we have an aunt with. But God, we also pray that you forgive us of anything that we have done that is not pleasing in thy sight. God, take this from a natural use into a spiritual use. God, allow it to cleanse us, heal us, make us better. And God, ultimately, make us look more like you. This is our prayer in your darling son, Jesus the Christ's name. Amen. On that night in which our Lord and Savior was in the upper room with his disciples, he took the bread, and as he took the bread, he broke it, and also he blessed it, and said to his disciples, take, eat, this is my body, which is given to you. Eat this in remembrance of me. Let's eat together. In the same manner, he took the cup and gave thanks unto the Lord, and said to his disciples, this cup is a representation of my shed blood for the remissions of your sin. Drink ye all of this in remembrance of me. And they went from that place singing hymns and giving God glory. As we get ready to go down from this place, 
As Pastor has already shared and has already said one, we want you to continue to keep him lifted up in prayer um, so that he can continue to lead us to the place where God desires for us to be. Two, we want you to continue to be engaged with Bible study. We have brought the Sunday school lesson to Tuesdays, and so we want you to stay connected with us as we are traveling through our Sunday school lesson. Next week, it's Valentine's Day, and so we want you to share with the membership that there is something that we want to bless the membership with as we are displaying our love to them for the things and being a member of this particular church. Let's pray together. Now, in the grace of our Lord, be with us now and forevermore. God, allow us to be blessed in our going and in our coming. And God, we will forever give you the glory, the honor, and praise. God, I pray that you strengthen our pastor, God. That God, as he continues to wrestle with the dichotomy and the vicissitudes of the spiritual and also the natural, I pray, God, that you will keep your hand of protection upon him, God. That, God, you will let him know that he is called for such a time as this. And God, he is our prophet that we stand in need of. God, I pray that you bless the membership of this church, the fellowship of this church. And God, we will give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.